Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. Today, we're continuing our What's the Law Say series with a focus on Michigan. Before we get started, though, a note about this series. We've already shared in prior episodes about the laws in Wisconsin, Illinois, Ohio, and Texas. And we would love to do an episode about every state sooner rather than later. So if you're a veteran homeschooler from one of the other states and you'd like to come on and talk with us about the law where you live, send us an email at info at homeschoolloft.com. But now let's talk about Michigan. And for that, we're joined by Carrie Ott, whom I've actually known via online homeschool group since about 2009-2010. Carrie grew up in a small town in rural lower Michigan and has a BA and an MA in public health from Central Michigan University. She met her first homeschool family when it was still illegal to homeschool in Michigan, and she was intrigued. As she learned more, she decided that if she ever married and was blessed with a child, she would homeschool. She married just before her 40th birthday and gave birth to her one and only child, a precious now adult young lady who actually prayed for me regularly over the years, just four months after turning 41. Carrie homeschooled her daughter from the day she was born and right on through high school, which she calls the best decision ever. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Carrie, before we get into stuff about the Michigan homeschool law, tell us more about meeting that homeschool family before it was even legal there. When was that and how did that meeting come about? What intrigued you most about their life? That was in the early 80s and it was the church I was attending in Grand Rapids. And I was helping with the youth group at that church and their daughter had mentioned that she's homeschooled. And I'm like, what is that? And <laughs> I didn't even know what it was or that it was a a thing. Of course, it wasn't really a thing. It was underground (laughs) a lot at that point. So um, I was fascinated by it. And I've never forgotten that conversation, talking to her and her mom and and all the all the things they had to go through to Mm. uh, stay under the radar, as it were. Mm. And I never forgot that. And then. I followed as as things changed, mm-hmm. obviously in Michigan, and paid attention to the updates on homeschooling and the laws and everything. And yeah, I was I was set from that very first time that I met them mm. that if I ever had a child, I was going to homeschool because I didn't want to lose all that time mm-hmm. with my child to a bunch of strangers. Mm -hmm. and you know as I got older I figured you know I'd probably only have one child and I didn't want to lose a minute of being her mom Mm. and um so she's an extra special blessing Mm -hmm. uh that I that one she came along and two that I was able to homeschool her all the way through high school And she's an amazing human. And I think that's part of the reason why. 
That's beautiful. Yeah, I would agree. Just uh, we were talking before we started recording that I've never met Hannah in person, um, but she has blessed me ever since I've known you. And and I know that she's been praying for me and um, she's just God has given her special, special gifts. So you're the you're the curriculum lady, <laughs> my daughter. Um, one of these days, the you're either going to, yes, one us. of these days, you'll either drive down to Green Bay or I'll drive up your way and we will actually meet in person. So. Yes, we have to do that. So, um, Carrie, tell us before again, before we get to the homeschool law, what was one of the big challenges you faced in your homeschooling years? Um, just to kind of let our audience know that, you know, you were committed to doing this, but it wasn't all rainbows and unicorns. Well, it wasn't because um, my daughter has a severe mixed expressive receptive language disorder. Hmm. And she was assessed at Vanderbilt University Hmm. by the best in the country. And he had told me that any other mom, he would make sure that kid was in speech therapy and getting all these special services. But he said, I get the feeling that you can handle this <laughs> and I will teach you. And he did. And we did video updates and everything. But I started when she was just little mm-hmm. teaching her just how to speak. I taught her how to do sign language so she could communicate with me because the visual nature of sign language made a lot more sense to her. Mm. And as I came to that realization, I realized that the visual word made more sense to her. And um, so I stuck labels on everything in the house. Mm -hmm. And She's just grown and blossomed and she's still not a great conversationalist, but she's an amazing writer Hmm. and she has pen pals across the country that she communicates with. And it's, it's such a blessing for her and for the people who receive her letters. What was the biggest blessings? And I'm sure you couldn't even name them all, but surely these big blessings have outdone every single little piece of negativity that ever could get through, right? The biggest blessings that have come out of homeschooling for you. Well, March 31st, 2017, in the middle of a geography lesson, (laughs) she looked at me and said, Mom, I think I need to know Jesus for sure. (sighs) And I'm like, all right, let's do that. Yeah. And um, what a moment. What a moment. We had been reading Pilgrim's Progress and um, she wanted to go by way of the cross like Christian did in Bunyan's story. Mm. So um, that's the that's the greatest blessing. I mean, I love seeing her progress in math. She's better at mental math than I am (laughs) and and reading and writing and all these things she knows. I love seeing her with an encyclopedia in her lap because she wanted to read about something. Mm -hmm. And but that moment to not miss that moment to. Suddenly in the middle of a geography lesson, decide that she wanted to make sure she knew Jesus for sure. I think that is. That picture, just that that truth that we're always trying to to tell parents, it's the whole essence of why we say to keep your children home where they belong, because that 
that monumental thing that far outweighs any negativity, any more important than any lesson or curriculum or anything else. What an amazing just gift from God, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. I will remember that moment. Mm. It'll be etched in my mind for the rest of my life. And mm. she remembers it clearly. Mm-hmm. And um, we celebrate our spiritual birthdays. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And so it's very special. Yeah. Very special. That's beautiful. Yeah. Those are actually more important than our physical birthdays, aren't they? They really are. Um, it has much more meaning. Um, and I, and I love that, that Hannah kind of nailed that date in her own mind as really important in her life. Yeah. Oh, that gave me goosebumps. That's, that's so cool. (laughs) It's the whole reason behind every single thing that, that is why, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, we could talk about Hannah all day yep. long. And if she exactly. listens to this, Miss Tina's saying hi, Hannah. Um, but we, we have to get to the Michigan homeschool law. Um, can you start by telling us anything that you know about the history of how and when um, the Michigan homeschool law came to be? And I think it was the last one in the country to be legalized, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. It was one of the last two or three i'm not sure if it was the last one it might have been Mm -hmm. um and it was the mid to late 80s i actually don't have that date nailed in my head but um so when i met that first family that i'd ever heard of homeschooling from Mm -hmm. um that was in the early 80s so Uh. technically you know they they were they were pioneers and facing considerable legal challenges if discovered yeah it's interesting that the girl told you that she was homeschooled. She obviously knew she could trust you, but that must yeah, have been something that I they just, had to navigate, even in church. I just adored her and her mom so much. They were just just such sweet, gentle spirits. And I enjoyed my time with them. And yeah, they just they trusted me with that. And maybe because I wasn't a mom at the time, I wasn't married, I wasn't in that circle. So why would I tell anybody? Um, That might have been part of it. I'm not sure. But it really was the spark that triggered my brain to think about, oh, there's another choice here, even if it's hard. (laughs) And fortunately, by the time I got to it, it it was uh, much easier to do. Carrie, I know you want to emphasize the difference in the state code between exemption 3A and exemption 3F. And we'll probably talk about the differences between the two as we go along. But can you briefly describe each exemption for starters? Well, anybody I talk to in Michigan that wants to homeschool, I tell them, go with 3F. (laughs) And they look at me funny and I'm like, trust me, (laughs) exemption 3F in the Michigan law means you never register your child. You never report anything. You don't fall under the jurisdiction of the local school district. No one's going to come checking on you. Um, It's your school. It's harder for parents who had their kids in a public school or Mm -hmm. even in a private school and then remove them because then those kids are on that radar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but for us, Hannah was never on that radar. And um, 
3F just gives you total freedom. They list basic requirements, math, science, language arts, um, uh, civics, those types of things. But you don't have to report that to anybody. It's all on her transcript. And she did so much more than the basics of what they do for public school. And um, she has a much deeper understanding of, I wanted her to learn the topics practically, mm. not just memorize. I, I don't care if she memorizes anything uh, having to do with academics, but I wanted her to be able to apply the knowledge. Mm -hmm. And 3F really gives you that freedom to take the time that's needed to really learn and apply whatever the subject is, mm -hmm. whether it's math or it's biology or it's U.S. government, whatever it is, to be able to apply it, not remember that this happened on this date back in the 1700s. <laughs> and and that's what I remember about school. Yeah. Is I, you know, yeah, I took geometry, I took algebra, but nobody ever told me how it applied in my life. Mm -hmm. How that would I, true. how would I use it? And um, that was always my focus at every age with Hannah was to, <clears throat> Talk about what situation will this be useful information mm -hmm. and be able to utilize it in daily life. Right. And so that 3F, I, I love 3F in Michigan <laughs> because it's just it you are not you don't report, you don't have to nothing. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. 3A, on the other hand, it's basically like your child's attending a private school mm. and you are required to report to the state of Michigan mm. at least once a year. And that includes filling out the names and ages of each student, the names and qualifications of the parent teacher mm. and subjects being taught there. I looked at the form today. It was actually the first time I ever even looked at that form mm -hmm. um, that that they have. And it's don't do 3A. If you <laughs> live in Michigan, go for your freedom and yeah. go with 3F because we have homeschooled freely. Yeah. And, you know, where we live, everyone knew we homeschooled. Mm -hmm. But because Hannah was doing so well, no one ever questioned that. Mm -hmm. And so it it's it's really a blessing to be that free. Um, and I'm grateful we were we were able to live in Michigan mm -hmm. and and do her schooling that way. Carrie, I've and maybe you said this and I missed it, but why would somebody do why would somebody choose exemption 3A over exemption 3F? Well, some may be because uh, maybe the other spouse wants that accountability. 
feels the need to report it to the state. I know my own husband oh. at times, he's like, well, how can you do this if nobody knows? Oh. And I'm like, because I can, because the law <laughs> says I can. And um, hey, I've got a master's degree and I'll be fine. Yeah. And she's my child. And I got to learn all the good stuff that I didn't learn when I went through school because yeah. we focused on application and usefulness of that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And um, but 3A also, if a parent has a child who needs speech therapy or some kind of physical therapy or occupational therapy and they can't afford it, they can get it through the school, even if they homeschool. But that means they have to go with 3A and not with 3F. Mm. And so there's some there's some strings tied to that if, if there are needs and um, fortunately, we did not have to do that because I had um, the the doctor at Vanderbilt who was assisting me um, long distance in, in helping Hannah with her um, speech and her receptive language, you know, understanding, comprehension. No. Um, and so that was that was really important to me. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting because I've known a number of people who homeschool in Michigan. And until you told me that there were two ways to do it, um, I think everybody I know must be using 3F because (laughs) all I've ever heard is that the homeschool law in Michigan is completely like open ended and it's no regulation. And so everybody had to have been using 3F. I, I never even knew about the existence of 3A. The other thing with 3A is if you have a child that wants to participate in sports through the public schools Mm. or band or anything like that, then your homeschool has to be registered. Wow. And um, so they they, there's lots of hooks. Yep. Um, And those appeal to many people. Yes. Um, And there's always a big push in that paperwork, you know, offering the the virtual school at home option, which oh, is yeah. not homeschooling. Right. Um, and so there's a lot of carrots being hung out there. Mm-hmm. And I see that even more now than I did just a few years ago, even. Yeah. Um, and then of course, this whole thing about money. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh gosh. Uh, follow yeah. the, Follow yeah. the money follows the student and yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> just say no to school choice. Right. We don't want your money. Yeah. And because money comes with hooks and um, I didn't, you know, I don't like that trend and I watch it carefully. Um, and while we're talking about all of those things, you know, Michigan faced a real risk to homeschooling in 2015 Hmm. when two, two children in, well, adolescents in Detroit um, were found dead in the freezer. Hmm. Um, And the parent claimed to be homeschooling those children. And so a state legislator decided to then deem all homeschoolers guilty by association (sighs) and was going to require and had a bill in the state legislature that would require all homeschoolers to have to register 
and have their child talked to <sighs> once or twice a year, a social worker or a medical professional or someone who could verify that they were not being abused at home. And oh obviously the homeschoolers in our state rose up against that <sighs> yeah. and said, um, well, it turns out the lady in Detroit, uh, her children had been on CPS referral many mm. times. Yeah. And they had most recently been part of public school. Mm -hmm. And the system failed those children, unfortunately. Right. And uh, they were never really homeschooled. Of course. But guilty by association doesn't match with the uh, freedoms in the Constitution. Right. And you don't want to challenge a group of of homeschoolers on that particular (laughs) document. So. Um, it never made it to the floor of the legislature. So it died in committee. But that was a very that couple of months was very unsettling to me because we weren't done yet. And yeah. and with a kid with communication challenges, I thought, how scary is that going to be for her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if she had to talk had to, to somebody and, and and then they would think that you weren't doing something, even though she was just intimidated. Right. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah, so it it that was a very unsettling period of time, but there has been no challenge since then. So good. We continue to pray. Yeah, yeah. Um, can we let's back up a little bit? I know that for exemption three F, there's no parent paperwork things. You mentioned that. What kinds of things if someone does three A, do they actually have to fill out? Well, there is a a lengthy form which I didn't I didn't print out. But they do have to list all the subjects they're teaching in every grade, how many students are in every grade, those students' mm-hmm. names, their ages. And um, then the other thing that's that's unusual is because they are considered a non-public school, they the state strongly urges that the parent have a teaching certificate. Mm. They fall just short of requiring it. Oh my gosh. But the way it's worded, it would make you feel like, wow, maybe I'm not qualified to do this. Mm. And um, so it's, it's intimidating. And, you know, I thought about it, even, even myself reading that, I don't have a teaching certificate. Um, that doesn't mean I can't teach, especially my exactly. child. Amen. But um, <laughs> and then that has to be filed every year. Mm. And then there's also the the lure is in there. There's boxes to check if you want your child to take part in the annual testing events uh. that happen in public school. Um you know, and describe to the parent as if, well, you know, this will help you know that you're on track and all these kind of things. And, um, you know, and then that kid ends up going to the public school, taking that test and in a very strange environment. And they haven't been necessarily on the same academic schedule as the public school. So that test would be meaningless and stressful. 
Mm-hmm. And so there, there's so many hooks in 3A. I, um, I, I know that most of the ones we encounter, Tina, mm-hmm. yeah, they're 3F. <laughs> but um, it sounds like a military classification. Right. But, yeah, isn't it um, 4F or something? If you're like, yeah, 4F, yeah. that's right. <laughs> um, but the 3A, there are more and more of those in my broader circle that I'm seeing, especially in lower Michigan, um, in the, in, you know, like in the Grand Rapids area and the larger metropolitan areas who they are taking advantage of those other things like sports and music and all of those things. But to me, that was just never worth it. Yeah. Well, I think what happens too is because there has been such a, you know, kind of, could we, I'd love to call it the mass exodus, but I'm not quite sure. But I know there's been a lot more people because we have them coming into the loft that would have never considered homeschooling. But those people, you know, when you're not educated about anything about homeschooling and you don't understand, I mean, trying to convince parents that, wait, these are your children. You're qualified. Nobody has the dictation over you and your choices. And because they've believed the rhetoric being in the public school system, they've already believed that they really don't have rights to their kids anyway. Mm-hmm. And they're they're OK about that because somebody else is far more advanced to bring up their children. <laughs> so you can see how easily these lures and these hooks, they feel almost as if there would be no childhood without them. Right. You know, and that's the gonna, scary part. They're going to miss prom. They're going to miss a big graduation. They're going to miss yeah. all these things. And I'm like, there's a lot more to be lost yeah. in public school yeah. um, than just those memories. My daughter has plenty of awesome memories mm-hmm. and trips that we've taken and opportunities she's had that yeah. she never would have had. Yeah. Well, I just, I just made a post and put it on our page because, you know, we've all seen, well, if anybody out there is on Facebook, um, everyone is posting their prom, the prom pictures or the homecoming, I'm home sorry, homecoming. homecoming pictures. And I know, I know that's going to shake some people. These, yeah. some of these newer families, I know it is because we, we talk to moms all the time and, and dads, and some of them, those are the very things they're frightened of. My child's not going to have a normal life. They're not going to be able, hey, listen, I never went to homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> and you went to public school. Purpose, purposefully. But I, I just had to put a post out there about remember, think about the reason why you chose to homeschool. Mm-hmm. Right. Stay into that. But yeah, these little hooks about sports and music and it's all such nonsense. And the very best memory that you have your daughter coming to Jesus Christ mm-hmm. that day. That is why that's it. And they're yep. not even taking time to realize that there are homeschool options for some of those things too, right? I mean, there's probably homeschool graduation ceremonies, not that you have to do that. I know there are here in Wisconsin. So you probably have that too, right? That if the, they would the just Michigan, step away. The Michigan Christian Homeschool Network, um, the state organization, mm-hmm. they do a they do a big homeschool graduation. Yep. And we had thought about that, but we decided to do solo yep. because that's what we've been from the beginning. And there aren't any homeschool groups where we live. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't met any homeschoolers in the, oh dear, 
13 years that we've lived up here in the Upper Peninsula. Um, wow. So it's been very, um, that's actually been very fine with me. Mm-hmm. And we've done just great on our own path. Mm-hmm. And I I want to see more families realize that their path is fine. They yeah. get to pave that path. That's right. And they can take whatever side path they want to take because it sparked an interest. Mm-hmm. We did yeah. that a lot. And not all kids are, you know, this whole idea, this false notion that you have to be around uh, many, many hundreds of children to be socialized. Like I oh think it's gosh, that yeah. quote we saw from Raymond. Raymond Moore. Yes. I yeah. think he's, I think that was what he said. Okay. One of his quotes that we have, but um, if that isn't the most corrupt thinking that children need to be around many children to be socialized. Mm. You know, I have um, a a girl who's very introverted and that's not her thing. She could have cared less if we were around anybody else (laughs) and that's fine with her. And that was fine with us. And, um, and so we have to look at the child's needs, not so much that you know, because again, that can be this thing where the parents just feel like they have to do that, that they have to sign up with co-ops and groups and all these things, because mm-hmm. that's what you do. It's not true. We did it. We did it without. And my daughter ended up being the bookkeeper for the local farmer's market. Uh, um, when we were working on a business math course, I gave her an internship Mm-hmm. And um, she took care of all the farmers' payments each week, processed them, wrote receipts, kept the books, and she took care of all of that. And what an oh. awesome experience yes. for her—a um, rich experience to communicate with the farmers yes. and to make sure the books balanced. And you know, I had her doing paper spreadsheets because you learn more with a pencil than mm-hmm. a computer. Mm-hmm. And um, it sticks with you more when you have to write it. That Things is true. I type on my computer, it doesn't stay with me. But yep. if I wrote it out by hand, it really sticks. Yes. And, you know, when I was in grad school, people were starting to use computers and taking notes in the class. And I still used a pen and a notepad. <laughs> and my notes were a lot better than theirs. Yeah. <laughs> and because they get they get distracted. Yep. And so, you know, she she's really good at keeping track of, you know, pluses and minuses on a spreadsheet and who paid what and what date. And did she give them a receipt and all of that? That was a great experience for her. Plus, she had to communicate with each Mm -hmm. farmer individually. And that was awesome for her as well. Do you have what about things like time requirements? We I love hearing this answer because I think it's just a made up number for every state. (laughs) What about you guys? I know here in Wisconsin, it's what, Tina, 8.75 is the magic. 875 hours a year. But of course, we know our kids are awake for about 4000 hours a year. So it doesn't matter. Exactly. (laughs) What about you guys there? You know, I'm. I'm not sure what Michigan's hours requirement is. That's Um, what we like to hear, Carrie. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. You're the winner. Because um, (laughs) my my poor girl, because in 2009, I had to reenter the workforce because of the recession. And 
my husband was a builder and nothing was being built and he kind of lost everything at that point and we swapped places but that's also in some ways that made me sad but in some ways it was a blessing because she had work that she would do on her own while I was at work Mm -hmm. and then on Friday Saturday and Sunday we'd have what she refers to as mom school Mm. and um the hard subjects and um science and language arts and she would do other things on her own Mm -hmm. and it was she became so organized with her schedule Mm. and what she worked on every day and she couldn't wait for me to get home so she could tell me what she learned that day Mm -hmm. and um you know, and then working together. And so that independence and organized schedule became just crucial for her. Mm-hmm. And I I really miss our, our learning time. Um, and that's what's so cool about her pen pals is one of them. And this is going to sound weird was a high school teacher of mine. <laughs> who is just an awesome human being truly yeah. and a and a christian and just just a dear man he's 80 years old now mm. bless him wow and he um he actually still quizzes all of us on facebook who have him <laughs> in school every morning there's a question and we have to message him oh what a gosh. great way for him to maintain communication with us right <laughs> that's cool but, <clears throat> but he got he got my daughter a National Geographic subscription mm-hmm. and he gets it and the Smithsonian Institute magazine. And he sends her two quiz questions in his letter every month Oh, and then answers the two questions Hannah sent him. Wow. And then when she gets the next letter, She'll answer his questions. She'll have to look through the stories, the articles. Yeah. Sometimes it's some tiny little piece, but it's fun watching her research that. That is so. I'm going to need his name and (laughs) I'm going to need his name and address. (laughs) Isn't isn't that cool? It is the coolest thing I've heard. I love that. I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, he was always he was always a dear, dear teacher. when I was in high school, just, just really rare. And, um, but for him to this many decades later, um, when he sent our Christmas card last Christmas, instead of, you know, my husband and me and family, it said to Hannah and her parents. (laughs) I kept that envelope because it just, it it just, I'm like, I've moved down the scale. I'm number two now. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, she's learning such yes. cool things from him I'm and just the, the, the conversations they have through the mail. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm um, always so much about stop this moving forward thing. Stop with the technology and all the things and let's go back and let's, you know, you were talking about with just writing, I'm, I'm that paper person as well. I am not, you know, I'm a journaler. I have been since being little and I had a pen pal. It wasn't my mom's high school teacher, but um, there's such the, 
you can't get that from a curriculum. You you no. know what I mean? That is not something that you can get the relationship and just the, but through writing the way that it used to be. She's never met him in person. Wow. And they are best buds. That is the coolest thing. They I ever really heard. are. And mm-hmm. it is such a blessing to me. Yeah. And she has, I got her a whole supply of stationery and bright colored envelopes. And, you know, she just, and her letters get better every month. Yes. Oh my goodness. And so, I mean, that, so, so if our kids are awake, they're learning and it doesn't stop upon high school graduation. No, it doesn't. Learn how to be a lifelong learner. And here she is. What is she 21 yet or still 20? She's, she's 20, but now she's, she's expanding her ability to communicate. That's right. By having pen pals yes. and um, some of her other pen pals are people that I went to high school with mm-hmm. and have reconnected with on Facebook. And they're they're sweet, darling humans. And they're all girly like Hannah is and I'm mm-hmm. not. And um, so they have kind of girly conversations, you know, pink and frills and all those kind of things. But it's just incredibly meaningful to me to watch her continue to learn and grow. And I see growth every day mm-hmm. in, in her ability to reason and think through a problem as I watch her help her father. Mm-hmm. And if I have to be out of town for work for a day, she'll be texting me that she's got him doing a job, but she's broken it down into all these separate little tasks. Mm -hmm. So there's just one thing at a time and he doesn't get confused. Mm -hmm. And, um, she, he, he takes that great from her, um, you know, because she's so sweet and so helpful Mm -hmm. and, um, he gets a lot more done when Hannah's showing him the way he really does because he doesn't know how to think through those problem solving things anymore. And so as we mentioned, he's got some mental health uh, things going on at this point, right? Some dementia. Yeah. 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 And, um, but she's so patient and Mm. she guides him carefully, which is really awesome. And so she does continue to grow and to learn. This is a a hard but awesome experience for her. Yeah. Wow. Well, Carrie, I know that that, that's not our main topic with your husband, but I mean, all other things aside, I mean, we talked to so many, so many moms and dads. And, And when you tell us your story, it just brings our focus right back to where it ought to be. Mm-hmm. And she's helping you care for, you know, her, her own dad. Yeah. Right. And when we look at that. And she's capable of and it. And she's capable. Yeah. And, and her relationship with you. Mm-hmm. That, moms and dads, this is the reason. It, this, I know we use the word homeschool, school. But this is, this is life. And we talk about this all the time. Learning is life and life is learning. And even if there were no academics involved with Hannah, even if there were no books and all of that, what, what really matters most? Is it where she's going to go to college? Is it what degree she's going to get? Is it how much money she's going to make? 
is that all of these things, none of it matters when the light is on the core. And that is what God has in each and every family. And just what a blessing that that this family mm-hmm. is able to do it. What a blessing. So it just really brings us right back to reality, doesn't it? <laughs> we, we get so caught up in these little details and yeah. Yeah, and it's we, all... we learned we learned the academics, yeah. but there was so much more to it. Absolutely. And I think focusing on the application has helped her in all these other things we were just talking about is, you know, how character and those types of things, learning how to apply those things and how to do those things. Um And a lot of it, I will admit, she comes by it naturally. She has been, when when she was not quite three years old, I detached a retina Mm. and had surgery. And I had to lay on one side. And she was just a little toddler with curly hair. And (laughs) um, I was laying on my side and I opened my eyes and she had picked up the shield that goes, went over my eye when I was up and around, she picked it up off the dresser and was trying to put it over my hurt eye. Mm. That even at the age of not quite three, yeah. she knew mom's yep. eye hurt and I needed that. Yep. And there's just so much, so much opportunity we have to train up our children on the yep. right path, mm-hmm. not just in academics, but in how they are as humans and how they yeah. treat other people. That's right. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade a minute, Mm-mm. not a minute of the tears over math and all <laughs> of those things. I still wouldn't trade a minute of that because every bit of it has been worth it and has built character and kindness in her at a level that never would happen in a regular classroom. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm going to bring it back to the practical really quick though. Um, okay. We could talk about Hannah all day long. I just know we could. Um, <laughs> graduation requirements in the homeschool law, 3A or 3F, are there any particulars or do you all in both exemptions get to decide that for your kids? You mean as far as age goes? Uh, well, the compulsory attendance age, but also like particular content on transcripts, that kind of thing. I Under either exemption, are you they required have, to do certain things? They have compulsory subjects, which I said earlier, the, yeah. the civics, math, science, language arts, those types of things. But... Um, the required compulsory age for school is ages six to 18. Okay. It used to be 16 in Michigan. And a few years ago in 2010, they amended that to um, 18. Okay. But as far as what's on her transcripts, it's way more than what, is on a public school transcript yeah. um, because 
Well, Tina, I think I've told you this, you know, I'm kind of a space geek and Mm -hmm. the space program. And I watched Neil Armstrong in 1969 and all of that. (laughs) And so I've raised a space geek and um, I created a half credit curriculum on the history of the U.S. space program. And she knows so much that no one else her age would know. Yeah. Um, because of that. And that was one of our favorite subjects was that half credit history of the U.S. space program that we did. Mm-hmm. And um, we had so much fun with that. And she still talks about it. Last week, she was so thrilled to look out the window at night and see Jupiter. And she knew it was Jupiter. <laughs> and because it was too bright to be a star, it had to be Jupiter. And she'd yeah. been reading that it was going to be visible. And she spotted it. Mm. And I just, I just love that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so, so the basics are just kind of common sense stuff, but yeah. under both 3A and 3F, you as a homeschool parent have basically the freedom to do whatever you want with that. Right. Okay. Um, 3A, you have to list the subjects you're teaching in each grade. Okay. Um, when you submit that, that form. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but as for us, mm-hmm. I just created her transcripts using one of the handy dandy tools that, uh, <laughs> Tina, you helped me find and, um, and, uh, ordered it by subject yep. area instead mm-hmm. of by grade. Yep. Um, she's not an egg and, <laughs> um, Amen. Right, Jenny? <laughs> Grades are for meat, not for children. Or eggs. Or right. eggs right? yeah. <laughs> and um, so her transcript is by subject area. And contrary to what a lot of people think, they're assuming that I just automatically gave her A's in everything. <laughs> I said, no, I put grades on the transcript because that's how the world works. Yeah. But if if C was great for her, then C was great for her. Mm-hmm. That's it. In other areas, she like statistics. We did a statistics course because I love statistics and I tutored it in grad school mm. and she's really good at it. And so while she struggled with geometry, Mm -hmm. Um, she can figure out the square footage of a room if she needed to carpet it. Um, (laughs) but, um, statistics, she, she loves data. Mm. She loves to organize it and analyze it and figure out what it means. And that's not a class you would normally get in a public school. So we followed a lot of side paths as I saw something shining through in her, I'm like, well, let's continue down this path and see where we go. And um, that's where we pull up the curriculum ladies homeschool roadmap (laughs) 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 and see, and see what was available. And we never used any curriculum the way it was designed to be used. (laughs) We used it in the way that, suited us. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. As it should be, right? Your job is to use it as a tool and adapt. Yep. Yep. And and we always did that. There was one that, oh, it was awful. You know, they wanted the 
kid to write a thesis on this huge U.S. history. And I'm like, no. So she's very artistic. So we did a scrapbook instead. Yes. And she she remembers so many pieces about that because of the visual nature of how we turned that final project. And um, so, yeah, I don't, there's no curriculum I used as prescribed. (laughs) Amen and amen. (laughs) Say that louder for the people in the back. (laughs) It had, it had the bones that I needed, but we built our robot from there, you know, we didn't follow the instructions and, um, and there were some, it was like, okay, I'm losing her. And so we get to a point like, okay, we're far enough to count that as a half credit and move on. And the public schools never finish a textbook. Never, ever, ever, (laughs) never, ever, ever. Carrie, what about, what about vaccination requirements? Is there a difference between uh, exemption 3F and exemption 3A? Or is it just all what? I'd is, love to know. Is there anything? You know, is there anything? You know, I don't know with 3A. With 3F, again, we're completely off the radar. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that. but um, I'm not sure about 3A, actually, if if they require that. They probably do if they're using 3A to access yeah. public school services yeah. like sports yeah. and band. Um, but uh, I I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. But it's good to have the freedoms to do whatever you wanted rather than yeah. all of that. So Right. And people in Michigan can go to the health department with their, you know, and they listen to the nurse for a few minutes and they can then sign a waiver Mm. um but they can't just walk into the school and sign a slip of paper anymore and say you know i'm exempting my kid from vaccinations they have to actually go to the health department to do that Hmm. interesting and get a lecture (laughs) which i'm sure they love right (laughs) yeah Um, are, do you have any things that we haven't talked about yet in relation to the homeschool law that that you want to make sure that we know about? The one thing I want to say is, even for people who live in Michigan and are joining the freedom of 3F, don't forget to pay attention to what's going on politically. Mm. And, you know, because we've actually had some threats from the left and the right. Um, You know, the right, especially with that follow the money thing, you know, and the money goes with the student. And I don't, I don't like that. Um, And the left with the presumed guilty because we're homeschoolers. And um, so people need to pay attention and be aware and educate themselves on what's going on politically, because I was contacting all of my local representatives immediately when that 2015 thing happened. And um, yeah, it, uh, it was, it was a little brutal, but um, it was stopped too. But people need to realize that Um, it can be easy to get comfortable in 3F, Mm -hmm. but you better be paying attention to make sure the wolves aren't at your door. 
That's good. Yep. And I like what you said. It's not partisan because, you know, the maybe they people think that they're helping with school choice, all of that. They maybe don't realize yeah. it's a threat, right. but it definitely is. And, and we need to tell the legislators we don't want that, you know. And so you have to be aware that even if they intend to be friendly, it's dangerous. Yeah, you're still opening a, a lion's pen. Mm. Um, I just... I recommend homeschool highly to everyone. Um, But you've got to take it seriously and realize the responsibility, the God-given responsibility we have as parents Mm -hmm. to raise up our children. And that means educating them with academic and applying that information and also raising them up to follow Christ. Mm -hmm. And those two things are our big responsibility. And I wouldn't trade a minute of any of this. I really wouldn't. Me either. Carrie, are there any parting thoughts on what, what it's like to homeschool in Michigan? It's not bad. <laughs> and for exemption 3f <laughs> for 3f and don't feel like you have to be part of a group don't feel like you have to join a co-op or whatever we had access to none of that and we came out wonderfully mm-hmm. and i'm not a real social butterfly <laughs> um and i'm not sure i would have gone anyway uh, because I really liked how we rolled together, um, Hannah and I, and it was it. I wouldn't have wanted that that time spent any other way. Yeah, moms and dads, we hope that this was helpful for you. Maybe you know somebody who's going to be moving to the area, um, and this would be a wonderful resource for you to encourage them to have a listen. We hope that no matter where you're from, one truth struck. And that truth was that you are the most fit educator for both yourself and your children. You always were and you always have been. Be blessed.